0: Howdy, howdy, Mark.
1: Well, howdy, howdy, there, Johnny.
0: I realize I've been greeting you a lot with howdy, howdy. I think it's yeah, uh, it's like the theme of the season. It it must be. Uh, well, I don't know. It it seems rather Texan of me to be greeting you with howdy, howdy, right? A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I think of some of our our famous Texans here. How many of them have you ever actually heard say the word howdy? I mean, you've got Woody from from Toy Story, but I don't even know if he's a Texan. He's just a cowboy.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people I've heard say howdy outside of, like, Westerns. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right. Well, I'm I'm sure John Wayne said it in Westerns, but I don't know if he said it outside. Or or what is it? Um, Why am I forgetting his last name, Mark? Uh, Sam something... Sam Elliott with the epic. Thank you, Sam Elliott with the epic freaking must. You know who I'm talking about? I got you. I got you. He he digs he digs the dude's style. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I, I just it's just a thing, I guess. I uh, howdy is my new hello. That's <laughs> oddly real, enough. It's real weird because you started
1: like you started this like last two seasons. Um, it, you know. Yeah wishing me, like, Guten Abend or Guten Morgen or whatever time of day we were uh, recording. And now you're yeah. moving into Howdy, and it's getting kind of weird.
0: I I mean, is it is it any weirder than some of the other weird subcultures that we've got, Mark? I mean, take this for example. Take okay, this. Okay. So um, in Germany, it is uh, very, very cold right now. I mean, not very, very cold, obviously. I mean, shit, you live in a land of negatives constantly. <laughs> um but we like it's are cold, in december. It's cold for germany. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly it's december and it, it, so it's cold and there's a lot like there's a religion's a very big thing here in germany like so much to the point where you have to declare it when you s- submit all your your uh forms to work here for your work visa because they want to oh, know if wow. they can tax you because like they tax some religions and then they don't tax others because those others already pay their taxes and it's a whole thing so like religion's is a really big thing here and it's cold. Wow, they and I, they I, I, tax their churches. Wow, what a concept! They, they I'm do. sorry, go ahead. No, they do. I, it's it's true. How are right the fucking now. roads? <laughs> I I mean, they've they could be wider, but mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. I don't see shitloads of potholes everywhere. Interesting, interesting. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on, carry on. But no, like uh, it's like I said. So religion's it's a it's a stickler here. So. Color me surprised, Mark, when I found out that the municipal outside pool that should be closed this time of year is actually holding like uh, 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 like Advent service every Sunday for the next four Sundays in the okay. pool. Okay. Like, come come enjoy your your Jesus story and and uh, the the birth of Christ and everything else while you're just like getting down in the pool and it's not a warm pool either. Hmm. So, like, it's, not, I mean, not, like, boiling. It's not, like, a hot spring.
1: Right, right, But right. can
0: can you imagine that, Mark? Can you imagine a, a specific instance where you are just sitting around with a bunch of other, like, super sausage, half-ass drunk German dudes in dirndls, like, just, like, beater kicking their hearts away in the <laughs> middle of, of December listening to somebody talk about Jesus?
1: I, no, that'd be really weird, like... Yeah, no. No, I can't imagine that. I don't know. I don't think I want to be a part of that, honestly.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> it just
1: sounds I mean unpleasant and phlebitacy.
0: It it really I mean it's good for that. It's really good for loosening things up and and everything else, but um I I don't know. I I guess I they must have some sort of draw. The the, the flyer that I saw did have this really cute looking blonde on it. I think her name was mm. Missy something. <laughs>
1: Missy something, huh?
0: Yeah, (laughs) Missy. Missy something. Yeah, I think it's it's what it was. I don't know. Maybe
1: it's German. (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, that sucks. You know what melon is in German?
0: Melon. Melon. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, it does suck. But you know what doesn't suck? The dang old podcast you know what did suck
1: i don't know my mom um yeah welcome to the dangle podcast this is the weekly king of the hill podcast where i mark and my good buddy johnny we take two episodes <laughs> you good
0: good i don't know why i said my name like that <laughs> <is> so stupid. <laughs>
1: I wasn't gonna say nothing. I just thought you were being goofy. I wasn't sure.
0: <laughs> no, there's like a hitch in my voice or something. That's it, it was just not expecting. I had one of those Hank Hill moments of oh, I don't know where that where that voice came from. <laughs> God damn. Ooh, okay, we're good. We're good.
1: This is the weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny, we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows, and then we slap it with our patented rating system. And Johnny, let's get into it.
0: Uh, I—that's got We gotta get into it, man. Uh, uh, we're starting this week with episode 143, The Good Buck. Uh, we have original air date mark, March thirtieth, two thousand and three. This episode was written by our goods good friends Alex Gregory and Peter Hyuk. Say it right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so a little little background here. We we've seen these guys lots and lots. Um I don't think I mentioned this last time we talked about Alex Gregory, which was either probably last episode or episode before. Uh, but he his last writing credits was Veep. He wrote for Veep, the mm, Julia okay. Louis-Dreyfus uh, show on, I want to say Showtime. Very funny show if you guys ever want to like, if if you're into politics and that sort of stuff, I really enjoyed it. She's a pretty awful human in that. Um, <laughs> our cast of characters, we got a, a big one here because we get to see like the whole cast of Strickland in at least a non-speaking or mentioned role. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this episode we have Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, uh non-speaking roles for Do- Bill Deltrieve and Boomhauer, Luann Platter, Luann is back Mark, and mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's back in force. Uh I don't Buck want to Strickland, talk about it. <laughs> the Tom Landry PE coach. Uh I don't think they name him, but it it's it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like Cleehammer. It kind of does, so, but it isn't him. I don't like know. it does, it's, but then it, but then it changes. Like yeah. it's him in the beginning, but then when he goes and picks Bobby, it's not him. Anyway, uh, Joseph Gribble, Octavio, Carl Moss, Lane Pratley, that horse's ass, Maggie Pearl, <laughs> Joe Jack, non-speaking roles or or mentioned roles from Donna, Ms. Liz Strickland, Enrique, Maria Montalvo, and for some reason they felt it necessary to put Lady Bird in here. Oh, that's all right. I don't know those nutbags over at the wiki i actually Do-do-do-do. have a
1: note about ladybird's appearance in this episode but we'll get to that when do we one do you i it. do yeah 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 so they're not that far off i guess i don't know
0: i maybe i i just didn't pay that much attention to it i was i was distracted by fruit um mark our synopsis buck has a pool party while finding god and bobby enjoys tea time i think that is
1: perfect yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, our our A story characters: Buck, Hank, Luann. Uh, B story is Bobby and and the coach. M- mainly just Bobby here. It's a small B story. Um, give me some notes, man. Um, some notes. Number one,
1: this is a special episode. I typed my notes on a computer and I am reading it off my Ooh. phone. So I bet you there's no instances of what the fuck does that say.
0: <laughs> so no, it's really gonna be what the fuck did I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, that I but do that every time. Working in insurance has taught me brevity, so I think I'm getting better at notes. Yes, <laughs> Johnny. Number one, we got a music sting. What is the song the Buckhorn plays?
0: I don't know, but I, re- I like I can instantly recognize it when it comes because it's been the same one for, like since season one. But I don't know what song it is.
1: It is the Yellow Rose of Texas.
0: Is it okay? Yep. Okay, I don't think I know that song as far as like Texas anthems go. I know the stars are bright.
1: You know Yellow Rose of Texas.
0: Do I? The There's a yellow rose in Texas. in
1: Texas that I am going to see. No other cowboy knows her. Nobody, only me. Yeah, you know it. Everybody knows it. It's a great song. It's a great song.
0: I, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna trust you on this one, man, because I don't have a memory of it. But
1: it's old country music. Hey. There's no reason. It's, it's like country music <laughs> from the 1800s. There's no reason why you should know it. I'm just a fucking gotcha. weirdo. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, we get double. We get a double fisting of that horse's ass, Lane Pratley yes we do just i think it's cool um i like seeing pant load buck
0: oh man is he just a train wreck <laughs> like this is this is like the shittiest we've ever seen him right
1: mm-hmm. oh i mean yeah this has got to be his rock bottom so Oof. <laughs> and now the the healing can begin um peggy's reading a book johnny what's she reading
0: Uh, She's got to be reading uh, A Dinner of Onions, Mark.
1: Damn right, buddy.
0: (laughs) I didn't Um, even catch that. I just guessed, but I had to assume (laughs) at this point it's like a staple in the King of the Hill universe.
1: I mean, now it it exists now in the universe, and now it will appear, and you and I will call it out every time we see it. And hopefully we don't miss it. Yes. Um Dale's not wrong. Don't know what that means. So I guess I was wrong about my note taking. There we go. <laughs> Peggy's got a kill count now of two. She killed, um oh my God, she killed Pigman.
0: Yes. Trip. Larson. She killed Trip. Larson. Yeah.
1: She killed Trip and she killed that guy at WYCA camp or YWCA camp. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Damn, Peggy. All right. Um. One more and it's a spree. Yeah, no shit, dude. Like, one more and she is a serial killer. Like, it's impressive. Is this our Bobby is good at something episode? Because goddamn, he's super good at conning them old ladies. Um, Buck would recognize his body if his head was separated from it. Because his body, like Richard Nixon's, is flabby and riddled with phlebitis.
0: (laughs) It's a good Republican body. What can we say? It's a good Republican body. Um, And finally...
1: um, Uh, Hank's birthday is April 15th,
0: 1953. Thank you for that. I also have that written down. It's not septoba, Setoba, whatever. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Perfect.
1: Those are my notes, buddy. What do you got?
0: Um, so I, I got it in here that it's the first mention we have of Ms. Liz for a while. Like we haven't heard about Ms. Liz pretty much since the, the Debbie two-parter. Um, she definitely golf hasn't episode. made an appearance since then. Oh, was it the golf episode?
1: Yeah. Um, Ms. Liz! Two, two hot, hot toddies. But we don't see her. That's like, right. the Yeah, we haven't heard from her or seen her or, yeah, you're you're not wrong that. Right.
0: All. But I just thought that was a, a cool callback. This might be the last time we hear about Ms. Liz because, I mean, hey, spoilers, guys, if you haven't watched the episode. Buck is getting a divorce because she just can't handle his drinking, his whoring, and, and his gambling all at once. Individually, they're okay, though. <laughs> that line always gets a chuckle out of me. It's, and it's like, well, no shit, dude. You were you were already playing with fire. Why would you jump into the fire pit? <laughs> like um, come on, Buck. Try harder. A little bit like right? Um so G- Jeans West, Mark. We, we West. just we finally get to see the fabled Jeans West. We see the moment where hank is he's he's picked up we've heard about this for like two or three seasons now Mm -hmm. like and it's in this off like offbeat you know i used to sell jeans at jeans west and and we did i never talked about that before like hank's always weird and secretive about it i don't understand it i also don't understand why you need to have a, a salesperson to sell jeans but maybe that's just a a hank hill ism i i don't know go to the mall people
1: hassle you still
0: they do a little bit, but like it, it's not like I'm walking into the Gap or or a Levi's store and somebody's sitting there going, "Well, you know, you need this and you need three more pairs." Yeah. No, they don't give a yeah. shit. They just want to ring me up so I get the hell out of their store. Yeah. But I don't know, different time. Yeah. Definitely a different time. Um, yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> Sixty years ago. <laughs>
0: uh, Mark, I've got a, I've got a question to for you to ponder. Okay. And to me, I, I don't know how I can genuinely answer this. Like I don't know what the, the correct answer is because it's like a, you and I would have to lay out a pros and a cons and a like, well, shit, here's a point for this person. Here's a point for that person. It, out of okay. the two of them, who has a bigger fall from Grace? Buck or Bill? Like who's got who went from high, high up, high and mighty, like leading a pretty damn good life to it is completely in the shitter because of the, the way they act or the way their addictions have rolled out. Like, you know what I mean? I would
1: say that it's um, Buck because Buck got away with okay. it for longer. We don't have any tragic backstory from Buck. We know that Buck has always been a piece of shit. He's also super happy right. and content in his life. Like, now that's over. Now he's fucked. But, like, we've seen – this is season seven Buck. We've seen him be shitty for seven seasons now. But yeah. we've also seen him enjoying his time being a piece of shit. Like, we haven't had a, like, you know, when Mislis kicked him out of the house the first time, maybe he should have tried a little harder to learn a lesson, but, right. you know, he even had a taste of it, like, and it didn't really do anything to him. Versus Bill, who has been shit on his entire life and I would argue had never had a crest. Like, the highest Bill's wave rose was when he was the bulldozer in high school. That's it.
0: Yeah, but that was a high wave, the no. way that they paint it.
1: No, it wasn't. It was a high wave at a high school football game, and then he joined the Army. He didn't graduate. Like, he had a record. That, okay. Like, Bill had nothing, man. Bill has nothing. He comes from a family that is completely destroyed that came from money and wealth. Like, nah yeah bucks okay. whereas buck probably has many families all around all his little bastards like <laughs> ray roy
0: nah. and yeah
1: buck okay. is the okay. other half of the pant load coin yeah
0: interesting i i don't know i had never thought of it before because they they both like they have moments where they shine where you want them to succeed and you go, God, that's right. These are really likable characters, but most of the time they just get shit on so much or are just shitty people so much that you're like, I just don't care. Like I want to watch you be miserable. That's my form of entertainment.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's funny to laugh but, at them. Like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, how does Luann pay for her house, her house if she doesn't have roommates?
1: I don't, I don't know. She makes really good tips. Waitressing. I don't know. I,
0: I yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe know what she has is doing. Trip Larson like
1: money. I was going to say, maybe there's that maybe like Larson pork product, like gave her like a bunch of hush money or something like, all right, we're just not going to talk about this. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Cause I have no idea
0: yeah i don't know i we haven't really had a chance to explore that since her roommate episode because i don't think they've made it a point to show her at that house mm-hmm. she's just been gone for a while but now that she is back they had to show her somewhere um so yeah, yeah uh and then the only other note i had you already hit that hank's birthday is <laughs> april 15th it's it's not September. <laughs> give me some pros bud
1: some pros Johnny, we finally know what tank wipes do. We finally know why you get to wipe the tank. I like it a lot. I'm glad we learned this. We're finally here. This yeah. is deep King of the Hill propane lore that we got to learn. Lady Bird drinking from the pool. It was cute. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like, they're walking by, and <laughs> Hank walks over with her, and she just, like, drinks out of the pool. It's like, you gross, nasty old pork chop. Um,
0: <laughs> Gross, nasty old pork chop.
1: Calling her every time I see oh. her.
0: Can you imagine the chlorine farts that Hank is going to have to deal with?
1: I bet it's a nice reprieve from fucking Red Wine and Alpo fart.
0: (laughs) Oh, Red Wine and (laughs) Alpo. Ugh. God, she is just the worst, isn't she?
1: Oh, yeah, and bloodhounds stink anyway. (laughs) But that was my note about Ladybirds. so...
0: (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: Um... All of God's creatures are welcome, even Joseph.
0: I <laughs> <Not> like that <laughs> she, a lot. She says, she says that with so much disdain in her voice, and it's like, yeah, I know you're, I know you're the creepy little shit that was, like, staring at me while I'm, uh, like, in the bathroom and everything else. She knows what he did two seasons ago.
1: Oh, yeah, she knows how fucking gross Joseph is. Like, <laughs> um, also, I got to give a general pro to any time they're in the pool. Like, you know, just... Any time they're in the pool there for the obvious reason that it's funny, Johnny. What are you <laughs> thinking of? God damn you. You're making me dirty. Um, I got a question for you. It's a kay. pro. What's the front flip that Octavio does called? It's called something I cannot think of it. It's a wrestling move. Um,
0: is it? a, uh, it's not a senton. A 450 splash. Ha! Ha! Get it? It's 450 splash. It is a 450, right? I'm pretty sure it's a 450 splash. What's the I'm one so where so they spin around?
1: Glad. Like so, instead of doing that's like a shooting the,
0: star press. No,
1: that's a forward moving backflip. The one where they like rotate like horizontally. So frog like, splash. Okay, so like it'd be a frog splash that you start facing at your opponent, and midair you spin around and face back toward the ring post you just jumped off of. That's the thing too. I think I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm like talking about? Like you do a about? full
0: one eighty, and you just like go face to balls. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know what that is cuz I get yeah, the the perpendicular to horizontal is a frog splash and then yeah. the I mean it's not essential right, that's a like a backsplash. yeah yeah and when the 450 is the full it's like flip For, into a, a yeah I think like but that's what splash. he
1: does right that's the movie does the, yeah yeah I just thought it was neat that's a pro pro Octavio con Octavio in his skivvies in the pool that's gross but whatever um <laughs> I tried to read my notes from last week on paper, and I was like, what is going on? Wow. (laughs) I like that they are actually having, like, a discussion about Christianity. I think that is super— Yes. I like the flip in this episode where, like, I think Luann knows exactly what she is doing. I And I appreciate her for it. She is using her Missy melons to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, and, like— but they're actually having like debate on christian thinking and i really like that i think that's really cool i like that we're having yeah. a religious episode without having a religious episode at all i think that's super neat um and finally man hank got balls and it's great i here we are here we are this is the spirit bomb of 20 episodes of years of hank working for buck and he finally charged it and just dropped it on that ass man oh my god it's great yeah. i
0: and it was ooh. earned
1: it was earned. It, yeah, great, great little bit there. That whole scene of him just telling Buck off. It's mm, mm, chef's kiss, like. Oh, yeah. <sighs> um, pros, I'm sorry. I got excited there.
0: No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so, pros, first thing here, uh, Peggy is, she is off the Buck train. She has de-boarded, de-platformed. Whatever you want to say. Um, Not that she was ever a huge fan of Buck Strickland to begin with, but there was a modicum of respect that she used to have, and it is completely gone. I don't know if it's because she saw how he ran Sugarfoots and she, in her own mind, can run it a million times better. I don't know if it's just all the shit that he has put Hank through. Like, all of that stuff. I I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know what finally broke the straw. On Peggy's back concerning Buck But right off from the beginning She, I mean, and shit halfway through the episode She rails on him for Like his gambling, his mistressing Like everything, she just lists it all off to, For the whole world to hear Yeah She is She is done, she is just done with Buck At this point um, So, I don't know It's It's a pro for me because I like Seeing somebody else as fed up with this man As I am Mm-hmm it's hard to watch him because he's a hard person to watch. Oh, um th- yeah, absolutely. This, this is kind of a dumb premise for me because there there's no conceivable way where where Buck and Luann are ever going to get together and that mm-hmm. they they drive it home like okay, Hank and Peggy think that there's a realistic chance that this could happen. Buck thinks there's a realistic chance this this could happen, but Luann may be dumb she has her type and it's not Buck she also not even yeah
1: was about to become Miss Pork I would not put any faith in Luann whatsoever nothing at all no faith like no we are running screens on any man talking to Luann like that's Peggy's (laughs) new job is like making sure Luann can't talk to men because no Luann is dumb she okay okay let's really quick so Um, last time we saw her was Pygmalion and we all know what happened there. The last time before that was, um, fun with Jane and Jane. She was in a goddamn cult. Like, okay. No, I, no faith in Luann. None at all. Sorry. I I love her. She's my girl. I want to be the one to keep her safe. Let you know, but no, 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 no No faith in Luann because she'll probably end up with a guy like me.
0: (laughs) Oh, but what if your name was so rad at AOL.com, Mark? Um, so apparently I didn't read far enough into my notes here to realize I wasn't um, um, like talking about the main story being dumb. Apparently I was talking about the subplot being dumb, but liking it anyway because it fits so well with Bobby. What's the subplot? <laughs> oh, the yeah. The, it is. It's it, really it's, dumb. It just fits. It's re- very dumb, but it fits. It fits well with Bobby. I it's love a that he Bobby somehow Zirp managed lot, yeah. to like. He, he somehow managed to like smuggle in an entire little suit in a fanny pack underneath his gym clothes without anybody noticing. Is Bobby really this bulky? Yeah, like, I know he's a big he kid, and it give him a lot of shit. But oh man, um, dude, I I want to give Hank some props here. I think he's very crafty in basically saying. Okay, I'm gonna make sure that the only thing that's happening over there is is uh, Bible study, and he just goes to join it himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to me, that's it's like a well. I don't mind learning about Jesus, and my niece is gonna be happy to see me because she's too dumb to realize anything else. Mm-hmm. So this is a perfect way to keep an eagle eye on not only my boss, but also make sure my niece doesn't get assaulted. And having him there really, like, once everybody starts piling in, it's it's a saving grace
1: yeah yeah it is
0: and you kind of already hit on this in your prose Luin, she's really good at this mm-hmm. um I, well i'm glad on a personal level they didn't do more with her in religion like they still do a whole shitload with it but they could have scrapped the entire lucky plot and just had her essentially being a youth pastor or something and it would have worked i like the lucky plot personally so i'm glad they didn't but I don't know. It's it's really cool to see Luann be good and successful at something, even if she doesn't know it all the way yet. I have a feeling she could have done a lot more with this. We could have seen some cool episodes out of, like, say, her and Reverend Stroop, or um, uh, I'm spitballing here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know some something with the youth because it's okay. Luann. Yeah, but. Yeah, I th- I think it could have there could have been a, a lot of potential there. It it's just nice to see Luann winning at something and her teaching everybody and actually getting them all involved and they're all actually learning shit from her. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a cool moment. Yeah, I did uh, like that some, bit. Yeah. Give me some cons, man. Yeah, man.
1: Um, con, running just in general, running is a con. Ugh. <laughs> Say that
0: to your co-host of uh, the Two Wizards podcast, Mark. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to St. Croix in February, and I'm like, I really need to get rid of my gut because I got real fat <laughs> working in an office. Oh. Um, <laughs> um Luann's hard turn into Christianity. It was Pygmalion what done it. That's just what I typed out, but I bet that's what it, it was. I yes. bet like... There is, like, a three-week period there where she was just a fucking mess. Um <laughs>
0: Seeing a man get, like, sausageified that'll do it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, I'm not bitching here, but it's kind of a con. Pantload Buck is more or less just Pantload Bill. I don't blame Steven Root, but it's okay. like... As I was typing, I noticed that, like, I couldn't hear... Or I couldn't tell that it was, you know, Buck. I knew it was Buck or whatever, but there's just a couple like pant load got. There's no differences. A little bit, but like it, essentially it's the same, like it's the same sound that he's making. Yeah. I'm not bitching, I'm just saying, I don't know. Um No, it
0: is subtle, but no for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Khan, I feel like we have danced around this and I just need to get it out of my goddamn system. <clears throat> Johnny? Yes. I'm going to eat Luann's ass like the biggest grizzly bear in hell, finding some honey at a goddamn, <laughs> oh my god, I, mm, uh, micro bikini Luann. Okay, next, Joseph gave me wicked body dysmorphia. Uh, next, Bobby's yeah. so fat he needs scones under the table. I don't like that joke.
0: I don't either. It's like, come on. I you like can't... the joke of him hiding, and I like the joke yeah. of the two like older ladies looking out for him.
1: Right, that's fine, but like, I yeah. don't like the whole "give me the scones." I don't know. Um, we're we're already like making fun of Bobby for not being athletic and shit. You don't need to double down on him being fat. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and finally, Luann's sweatshirt. Yeah, wow. Luann's sweatsuit. She looks like a Star Trek villain or a delegate of the Neutral Alliance from Futurama. Yes, it's just a con. I conish i don't know i'm sorry i'm being catty johnny you talk now luann's no luann is hot there i'm done
0: i think you make a very valid point basically if you're gonna come off looking like ben stiller in any mid-2000s movie you probably shouldn't be wearing it out in public um (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome for that (laughs) because he really does wear a lot of matching tracksuits, doesn't he
1: wow yeah he does hmm
0: uh, cons. It's a me. buck episode. Enough said. Yep. Uh, I ugh, buck episodes are hard to begin with. There's they're hardly good ever, and usually it's not because of him. It's because of everybody else around him. The buck is a is a golfer episode. It's it's not funny. Bobby saying he got up under more balls than a midget hooker is funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's it's a buck episode, uh, and. A little bit of incontinuity here. Hank is so like in awe or he admires Buck so much or respects him so much that he cannot ever tell him that he's been like a mentor to him. And Mm -hmm. yet like a season ago, two seasons ago, he told him he loved him to his face.
1: Yeah. Father, son and JC.
0: Uh huh. So it's like, okay, pick pick a lane, dude. Pick a lane. Um, those are my only two cons here. I didn't find a lot to hate in this episode. Uh, I do have a retro rage. Ooh. Okay. And it's, it's a little bit of a retro rage here, mostly because I feel like you and I have already hearkened back to this in, in previous episodes about how the internet used to be where you'd Mm -hmm. actually have to go to a website instead of like, you'd have to go to a specific website to find a specific thing instead of just one of the like eight. The one with the monkey on it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's it, that's no longer a thing. It's you, you just go to YouTube. You just go to YouTube for everything. Yeah. If it's not on YouTube, then you, it just doesn't exist, pretty much.
1: If it's not on YouTube, oh. it's on the uh, Newgrounds archives.
0: <laughs> yes, or it's on Pornhub. Like, the, those that. between those three video hosting sites, you will find anything the internet has to offer. Like, it's going to be there. So. I
1: mean, if I might be that guy, X Hamster has a lot. All right. I'm just going to share this little <laughs> fact. Um, there is a company called Vinegar Syndrome that releases video nasties. You know what those are? Okay. Nope. So they're movies that were banned in – they're horror movies that were banned in Britain because they were too gory okay. or too violent or too sexual, shit like that. Um, I really like them. I'm a big fan of shitty horror movies from like the 70s and 60s. They're like, that's my fucking jive. Um, okay. But there's a site called Vinegar Syndrome where you can buy these, or you can go to xhamster.com that has 90% of them free, and most of them are like really high quality uh, video rips or like DVD rips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like, I spend an, 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 an I would not say an inordinate amount of time, but if I'm watching a movie, I it's either like on my streaming service or it's on xhamster because they have all these weird fucking video nasties on there just you know just saying. excellent porn hub no, 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 not no, have those
0: for for you guys that are uh 18 plus and and don't know the intricacies of of like pirating shit i don't know just make sure you know how to go on private browsing and find shit on x hamster i guess control shit um, con-
1: control shift n that's all you got to do <laughs> uh mark favorite moments favorite moments i tried to read my fucking notebook once again um question mark question mark question mark i guess maybe octavia no it's it's octavia's front flip that's what it was
0: (laughs) awesome yeah how about you buddy well that's that's wine i mean i've got two but that's that's the big one for me i just (laughs) have it written down here is i'm octavio dude (laughs) Um, and then my other favorite moment is uh, it's Buck just yelling really loud. I've been spurned. God, Buck is such a fuck boy. <laughs> he really is. He's so just shitty and awful. And you just fucking can I throw him in? Can I throw in
1: a like a late stage con? Yeah. I don't like the people that would have been our age watching this when we were our age watching this. Read that as like 14, 15 would watch this. I think you get a really shitty like message out of Buck that you can be the the just wanting the woman to like you is enough if you're not paying close enough attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm talking to a woman equates i'm gonna marry this woman i just don't care for that i it might be a shitty message for the kids anyway anyway no it's
0: it's like an incel message i completely understand just because yeah, she's being really nice is. to you does not mean she wants to marry you or sleep with you
1: yeah I, I, but then i guess like also backseat pro luann going but he's so oh <laughs> like yeah no in good the for kitchen her. talking shit about him yeah it's great anyway i'm sorry i totally cut you off there
0: no, you're good. I mean, that's, that's what I got. So I say we get this bad boy rated, man. Yeah. You want to break down our rating system, buddy? I do. So at the very bottom for our patented rating system is a charcoal episode. This is like F rank, absolute garbage tier. This is an episode that you're going to watch one time. Maybe if you don't, if you, if you manage to suffer your way through it and you'll never watch it again, uh, charcoal episodes are absolute filth garbage. They're terrible. Um, one step above that is our Megalo rating. Megalo is, uh, it's kind of like a bronze medal. A Megalo episode has got a couple of memorable moments, but it's also not very memorable. And you might, might watch it if it's on TV, but you're actually not going to watch it. You're just going to kind of listen to it in the background while you're you're dicking around with your magic cards or playing Pokemon or something like that. Uh, (laughs) after that, you've got your butane rating. Uh, butane is a bastard gas and this is a bastard of an episode. You love to hate it and you hate to love it. A Butane episode is kind of middle of the road. It's just average TV. You'll play it in the background. You might look up every now and then. It's something you can put on while you're eating dinner because you don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. Um, After that, you get to your good episodes of King of the Hill. These are the Char Kings, our gold standard. A good episode of of King of the Hill is going to have good character development. It's going to have a lot of fun stories or good writing. You're going to get to see some cool guest stars and things like that. If Mark and I both think an episode is is really good, we both give it a Char King and it becomes a Char King Imperial. Now, a Char King Imperial is just about the best episode of King of the Hill you can get if you already have context for the show. You kind of have to know who the characters are, how they fit into each other's lives, and what the general scene is around Arlen. Now, the only episodes that are better than our Char Kings are our Blue Flame of Valor episodes. These are not just good episodes of King of the Hill. These are great episodes of television in general. This is the kind of episode, like a firefighting we will go, that you are going to show to somebody who has never seen King of the Hill and they're going to instantly fall in love with it just as much as you do. They're going to want to watch the rest of the series, charcoals and all, just because of these few episodes. So, it's kind of the highest honor we've got. With that being said, Mark, what do you uh, what do you want to rate the good buck? Oh,
1: with all that being said, I don't know. This one made me feel weird. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I remember not liking. We've bitched about this one. Like, we've bitched about this one we a lot. We have been
0: looking for it for a while. And then we
1: get to it, and it wasn't bad. Like, um, I gave it a butane. It's good. It's okay. okay so I'm just gonna read what I. Sorry, got a burp. I'm just gonna read what I wrote here. It's good. I liked it better than I thought I would when it popped up, and I'd watch it again. It's fine. It's literally a butane. It's middle of the road. I'm I Ooh. I, I, I kind of hate that I love it a little bit. You know what? It, like you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: How about you, okay. buddy? Uh, so I also give it a butane. That gives it a two tain from us. It's a two tane. Um, and I I wrote down literally average episode. It's nice to see Luanne. Because we haven't, I feel like we haven't seen Luann in a big capacity um, for quite some time now, and this is this is a good way to showcase her without, you know, being obnoxious about it, right? And yeah, for a buck episode, it's surprisingly coherent, and I don't absolutely hate it. Like, mm-hmm. and he is a pant load the entire time, but everything else, everybody else around this episode is very, very good. There's genuine concern in Peggy and Hank. There is um, like 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 a lot of really good shit that you see from Luann. Uh, mm-hmm. You get a silly little B story with Bobby, like, and it's it's just the right amount of levity to to get you out of. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna show Buck like completely shit faced and almost running his car into a giant one thousand gallon propane tank, and we're gonna <laughs> show Bobby getting busted for eating lemon curd at high tea. <laughs> like it's just the right amount. Yeah. But yeah, it's I'm not going to seek this episode out by any means, but I don't think I would turn it off. Um Yeah. I like the little cavalcade of characters that you get in, at the end in the pool scene because mm-hmm. we're we're getting who all shows up at the pool scene. We have Buck who's initially Moss, there, Joseph, then Joseph shows Octavia,
1: in. Octavio, I always say his name like an asshole. Octavio um
0: Octavio Lane Prattly.
1: That horse's ass.
0: <laughs> that horse's ass. Like there's like six of them by the end yeah. of it. Yeah including Hank. Yep. So it's kind of cool to to see a lot more of like the lonely singles. I'm also really, really impressed at at the writers for showing restraint and not putting Bill there.
1: Yeah, I was
0: going to... With everybody I, else's sad sack, like it's, it's a, too easy.
1: No, Bill knows better. He can't compete with any one of them. So like the, okay, okay, so like... Without being that guy, um Buck is doing really, really well, like financially. Even if he's about to go into a divorce, Buck has been more or less crushing it and he's got four branches of Strickland. You know what I mean? So like or five, right? Yeah. So like uh four now. Well, right. But you know what I mean? Like, so he's got Buck is doing well financially, he's been doing well. Lane Prattly is crushing it. I don't know how yeah. his daddy's doing, but I know that he's doing great. Um Moss is a pant load. I bet you Bill could, like, rank Ugh. up on Moss. Octavio is a rogue element. We don't know. I mean, duh. I would pick Octavio. <laughs> he's got money when he it, needs it. Yeah. It, of course he does, because he's got the bootleg manufacturer. Or he's got, you know, the, the, the uniform manufacturing store down in Mexico, and that's where he manufactures all of Dale's goddamn jumpsuits and various articles of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> Joseph is 15. He's a kid, but he's still buffer than you, Bill. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, Bill knows better than to show up. The only one he can outclass is Carl Moss. And that is, like, wow. Like, congratulations. You're the smartest one at the MAGA rally. You got the two brain cells. Holy shit. Like, come on. Bill yeah. knows better.
0: Okay. I still think it was, but also, it, like, who, for these writers, who can I don't fucking trust them like, most of the time. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I don't trust these writers most of the time not to throw in Bill every time they get a chance. Hey, so, uh, the wait restraint. till next week. <laughs> We're not there yet.
1: <laughs> I know. Anyway, we got to move on. I'm sorry. Also, that's no, not no, Jesus. You're good. You're it's, good. Rob, it's Rob Zombie. I meant to say that, and I didn't.
0: <laughs> he gets Rob Zombie. <laughs> um okay mark let's uh let's move on to 144 i never promised you an organic garden original mm-hmm. air date april 13th 2003 this is written by tony Gamalobo lobo and rebecca may um these i think are relatively new uh new writers to the series uh i don't know i if recognize gama lobo
1: though he's done i think we've seen not him for king once. of the hill but futurama right
0: uh, he might have – so the, the note that I have for Gamalobo specifically is that he wrote all the way up to the 13th season, and he is the credited writer of Two Sirloin with Love. Oh, wow. OK. So, um, no, I, I mean, that means a lot in my book. I don't know about you, uh, but I would imagine it means quite a lot in your book. So – Yeah, we've he, talked he, a lot does about that. that's by one me. of our
1: favorite episodes. Like oh, –
0: Yes. Yes um so yeah like i i we can look up some more they're gonna show up uh, periodically here uh, all the way throughout the end the rest of the series i mean we're only halfway there so yeah. there we go um our cast of characters are hank peggy bobby hill dale gribble bill dotree Boomhauer, principal moss rick andrew tommy maria rain and mr tomich there is, uh, I mean, there's a a whole bunch of other people in here as well. There's um, coaches, assistant coaches, all this sort of stuff. The I, I didn't want to dig through. Yeah, well, the, I named almost all the kids in the garden club, but yeah, I didn't really uh, realize so they had here. names. But I mean, I think I think they mostly get them when you know Hank or Peggy calls them out for something weird and individual. That's what I mean. Um, yeah, like yeah. But uh Peggy teaches the kids of Tom Landry Middle School how to grow organically, and Dale and the guys find a gold mine in Bat Guano. <laughs> this is this is S rank like B story, man. This is the sort of monkey shines I'm used to them getting into, and I love it. <laughs> um so our our A story here, uh Peggy Hank, um Bobby, and then B story characters, Dale Bill, Boomhauer, the guys um let's start with some notes man um
1: yeah number one do you know where we get our title from
0: i don't actually
1: it is an it is the second rose based country song of this episode rose garden by lynn anderson it is not that good (laughs) it's fine i don't know it's (laughs) it's all right i always Hey, just side note, and guys, listeners, I bet I leave this little bit in here. When Johnny and I are talking about these music notes, do you want me to fly in the face of, like, copyright law and, like, maybe put a snippet of it in there or something? Or, like, should we leave it out? I don't know, because you don't know what I never promised you a rose garden sounds like, but I do, and I have it playing in my head. But would that give you guys better context? (laughs) I don't know. I'm leaving this bit in, but you guys let me know. I will violate copyright for you guys, because I'm pretty sure it all falls under fair use anyway. Um, <laughs> so long as we only use so much of it. Oh yeah. I would just do the refrain. Like it's okay. Um, it's yeah. Anyway, I never know where to land on Moss. We just saw him being like gross and pervy in the pool. And now he's a principal again. Um, he had a ponytail. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I know you hate him. I don't like him as a character because I've talked before about how I hate the trope of the, like brow beaten principal in 90s television. I feel like that was such a theme. But right. And I and so like Moss is just another, you know, small fish in amongst a, an ocean of other crappy principal characters. But like I don't know. I just never know how to feel about him. I don't hate him here, but at the same time it's just dumb. I get I understand how like the football team doing well is tied to his job. But at the same right, time, because it's
0: Texas and yeah. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, goddamn, do anything else? I don't. It was cute in the nineties, but now that we're in two thousand three and no child left behind, we really ought to be looking at it a little more closely. Anyway, um, when did they give up on the no capes for Bobby rule? I don't know, but he's wearing a cape and top hat like a dumb shit. I just yeah whatever. yeah. I don't care. I just I thought that was a thing, you know.
0: They hit it pretty hard every chance they get to put him into a cape or a top hat or anything that involves that they make it a point to say nope don't let him do this and yeah he just like runs around i don't know something about uh it was just a few episodes ago peggy was talking about how a a little boy gets so many wrinkles in his cape and Mm -hmm. then mentioned something about how if you're not careful there's going to be a top hat before too long
1: i wonder if maybe this is the like How much we bitch about Hank not remembering how to be a good dad. Yeah. Maybe the evolution of Bobby getting to seep to like, you know, slowly seep in with a cape and top hat is Hank letting Bobby be Bobby just a bit. But it's still a lot for him. Okay. I don't know. I remember Yu-Gi-Oh cards were a lot. (laughs) Like, (laughs) me and my brother into Yu-Gi-Oh and my grandparents sure tolerated that. (laughs) Like... <laughs> my mom said no absolutely not my grandparents were like yeah whatever keeps them quiet and they're learning how to do math so do it up
0: <laughs> there you go
1: <laughs> um I, mean, I don't know i just it's weird um there's a cool story in this it, it's the subplot that i you didn't
0: pick out in your uh summary can i bring it up really quick yeah go ahead and talk about the subplot because i just talked about the gold mine of guano but yeah, so it's the subplot about this
1: reincarnated Buddhist Lama, who looks to his right and sees a sports team and physical activity and he's not into it. And he looks to his left and sees his dad who wants him to be on the sports team with physical activity. So he runs into the shelter of a forest that he thinks is going to be real easy. And inside of that forest he finds a strawberry and his dad is yelling at him to go throw the ball. And the coach is yelling at him because he's a pantload of a boy. And he plucks that strawberry and he eats it, Johnny. And it was the sweetest strawberry he ever had.
0: Oh, great. You (laughs) you show up to a podcast and you tell a joke.
1: Also, yes, like, that's all we do here is joke. (laughs) (laughs) It was the sweetest strawberry Bobby Hill ever
0: had. (laughs) Reincarnated Buddhist chicken fat anchor. Yes, chicken fat anchor. <laughs> he is the llama nice. fat anchor.
1: Anyway, um, I really don't get this episode. The growing time doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. I don't know. I am chalking this up to Texas physics. Okay. They're treating, they're treating a vegetable garden like a produce store. where like, there's just going to be this shit available all the time. And it's like...
0: Yeah, didn't you know that it just constantly... It produces about every three days, Mark? Yeah, as Duh, a former that's, Isn't that how things wizard, work?
1: No, as a former produce <laughs> wizard, this episode triggered me. Also, guys, for Christ's sake, wash your vegetables all the time. Just wash them all. Um, it doesn't
0: matter if they're organic or not. Holy shit.
1: Yes. No, if they're not organic, wash them. If they are organic, wash them. Just wash them. Like, um, I'm going to restart Stardew Valley. That's how bored I was this episode. It got me thinking about Stardew Valley rest in peace Gallagher (laughs) uh Hank has really missed his calling as a teacher we've seen Hank like has the second time Hank is teaching at Tom Landry and he is amazing at it he engages with the kids he genuinely cares for him like if we're rebooting King of the Hill we've already talked about this it's going to be set in the Drew Carey universe where he and Drew Carey are going to be best buddies up in Cleveland. He's going to go out there to sell propane, but the propane market's going to peter out in Cleveland, so he's going to become a teacher in Cleveland, and he's going to reach these kids in a middle suburban school in Cleveland. It's going to be fucking great. That's what we're going to do.
0: <laughs> um, okay.
1: When this episode has aired, John, I believe you will be back in America because it will be after January. This episode drops for you and I is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think at that time you and I ought to write a spec script. I'm just throwing it out there. The first time you come back to the high hammock think hole, you and I had to sit down, record us hammering out a spec script. I think it would be a lot of fun, and if we keep teasing Patreon. This would be cool Patreon material. Hey, listeners, second it's, time of the episode, you let us know. Is that something you might be into?
0: Um, it's very true. Just uh, I also think it just be good practice amount for of us. Weed.
1: <laughs> yes, we can do that too. It'd just be good for us too, though. Like, you know, cr- creatively, it'd be good for us. Anyway. Um okay. I know it's not, but do you reckon that blue jay that Peggy gassed was the same one that Hank pegged with a football and beer can named Desire?
0: I really hope so. God I do too. Paybacks. I That's hope this blue jay call- is like That's cursed a across hell of a the universe. Callback.
1: Thank you. I saw a blue jay and I freaked the fuck out last night. I was like, Oh my god, it's the beer can blue jay. Um It is, it is who's the assistant coach and i really really like how angry he is
0: he just like randomly shows up i yeah, love exactly him. Like, he's like my
1: favorite ah, okay. character that him and between him and daria they're my favorite characters this episode that's what i named the goth girl um <laughs>
0: i named her daria adams so it's okay
1: <laughs> great fucking minds sir great fucking minds um and finally um the coach, uh, or finally, I'm just agreeing with the head coach when he says cupcakes don't belong in this field by saying cupcakes don't belong anywhere. Johnny, notes. I've been talking for a very long time.
0: All good, buddy. Uh, did you ever take the presidential fitness test when you were uh, when you were a kid? Because I know I took it twice.
1: No, but we took one for military fitness. So. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I got a red ribbon once and a blue ribbon once. So I I like, I hit all of my expected shit once and I hit most of it once. Okay. So, yeah. I, re- I don't know. We did a lot of cool shit when I was in elementary school. Like, that was back when we actually still gave our schools money to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that anymore unless you're in a private school. So, yeah. Hmm um i love that peggy talks about the nutritional value of the food that she's giving the kids that she's going to give the kids and specifically mentions like the one piece of food other than celery that has no nutritional value which is iceberg (laughs) lettuce you know what i mean Uh, come on produce wizard am i right or am i right like what the fuck don't
1: you read my cons list
0: You already, that's amazing. Um, It's a pro to me because it's just, or or it's a note in here that I just had to point. Um, Tomatoes so juicy that you need a lifeguard. I want to live in those tomatoes as somebody that just loves that. Like that's probably my favorite vegetable. Really? I could put tomatoes on just about anything. Tomatoes, um, then possibly shallots slash onions or garlic. Like, dude, I fucking love tomatoes. They go on everything. Tomatoes and potatoes, everything. Um, but I love that Bobby just says, it's, they're so juicy, you're going to need a lifeguard. Um, <laughs> the, the nerdy kids that are, uh, fighting and Star Warsing it up are referencing episode two of Star Wars. It came out in 2002.
1: No, sir, they're not.
0: They're, it's, she's a character in the first one.
1: Okay, but... They specifically say we have to protect Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala was the only queen in Phantom Menace. In Attack of the Clones, Queen Amidala oh, was. She had served her term, and the people had then elected Queen Jamila to rule the planet of Naboo. Don't come at me with your fucking Star Wars shit, especially about the prequels, because, Johnny, don't even. You, you, you just can't, homie. They're referencing it's Phantom well, Menace. <laughs> Which well, I also gonna, don't... have a fucking
0: note about. <laughs> Don't make me get the sand, Mark. I know how much you hate sand. Um, Best goddamn line. Top ten Star Wars
1: canon lines. Okay, okay, okay. We're just gonna stop here for a second. We're just gonna we're gonna put a pause on Dangle Podcast real quick. And I need to address this real quick, Johnny. What is the Force?
0: It's the And don't the, say
1: the, the chlorian shit. I mean, what is like the overall concept of the force? It is it is an energy field. It's that the binds energy
0: that it's that surrounds every every living ism.
1: All living isms, right? Okay, cool. Now Anakin Skywalker is what? That's right. He's the goddamn chosen one to bring balance to the force. Likely the most powerful force-sensitive being in universe at the time. And you stick him on the dead ass desert planet of Tatooine that is not but snow or er, er, sand, and Banthas, and sand people, and crate Dragons. Not a whole lot of life. Not a whole lot of force <laughs> flowing through those grains of sand, right? So when he says, I don't like sand, he's not pissing and moaning because sand gets into everything. He's saying, I don't like sand because I do not feel the connection to the force. When he is on the boo with Padme, this might be the, hot, the, the the most connected and flowing in the living force that he has been. Like, the t- the planet is literally a hollow planet teeming with life. Fucking A, top 10 lines in the movie. That is the last I will speak about it until I talk about my prose because they reference the <laughs> Phantom Menace. Anyway, Johnny, continue. I apologize.
0: I hate sand. Uh, you know what I don't hate, Mark? <laughs> What's that? Uh, a ridiculous, like, unknown what the hell he's trying to sell, Dale sign that just says, buy Grib Treve. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's trying to sell. But I'm also really excited to tell all you listeners this is not the first time we're going to see Dale trying to peddle something at a a fair or a flea market. Eventually, he's going to get down to selling bee stings to people, and I'm really excited for it. Yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> but that's, that's it for my notes. So Jump gets to your, let's get to your pros, man.
1: I feel bad. Cause I just talked about how much I love star Wars there for a minute, but I'm going to start talking again. Uh, pro the head coach is the same guy as he was the last time we saw him. I don't remember what that was, but I yes. just think it's cool that I, I like the consistency. I'm a sucker it's for the that. It's the towel manager. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Sun also roses. um, Daria stealing the beer. There's a cutscene when Peggy is pouring the yes. beer into the thing for the slugs and the hand reaches out and grabs the single beer. That's a pro. Pro, the Phantom Menace. Don't come at me with that. Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. We can talk about that later. Um, Hank going, come on, don't leave me hanging. That's great.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. so great.
1: Oh, my God, that's great. Um, And finally, buddy, the Force is strong with you because you c- – Pick this one out for me. Gribtreeve Guano. Oh my God. Grib, treve. I Gribtreeve. Why isn't Boomhauer in it? What is Boomhauer's role in this imaginary company? I don't know, but I love it.
0: He's the money man. He's the money man. He's the silent yeah. partner. He's the face, but yeah. There you go. Uh, some of my pros here. Peggy is just like one of the best con men. I swear we have seen her just swindle people out of all sorts of shit in this show. And like this episode, it just so happens that she's she's like, you don't have any, any need or like want of a replacement for this job. And yet I'm going to do it because I have nothing better to do. And I'm gonna convince you, who already doesn't have any money to pay me, that I need to come and do this full time. Like she is just such a good con man. Um, <laughs> I really smart, like man. Daria. She's Adams. real smart. Yeah. Um, I, I, really I like kind of think Adams. maybe the think whole brain fantastic.
1: injury thing doesn't hold up anymore. Just with how clever Peggy is. She's not, she's not unintelligent. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe I'm equating it's too true. much that brain injury could like mess her up so bad, but you know what I mean? Like
0: she has her moments. It's almost like an idiot savant though. Like, cause there are I mean, some really it. bad choices.
1: Yeah, like the Jane and um, Jane or, like, the initial, like, getting suckered by Dr. Vizosa. Exactly. But then, like, the, the suckering him was brilliant. Like, that was a – that was, like, level
0: – I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I I don't know. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I I don't know why they haven't mentioned it before, but I really, I really am surprised they haven't talked about composting with Hank and his love of lawn care. Like, that just seems a natural fit for me.
1: Yeah, it should have already been happening, right? Like it, or is it, it to, really should have because is it to environmentalism? You know what I
0: mean like I don't think so. I think there's enough scientific basis for it. Eh, maybe uh, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember at the time if composting was considered environmental or not. Like I I had a compost bin when I was a kid. I remember because there was a shitload of garter snakes that lived in it, but like oh God. <laughs> My dad was also a chemist and knew how things broke down. So that's why he kept it. Right. He's like, oh yeah, this is going to be great for like my little, uh, my tomato plants and, and hot peppers and everything else. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, it marries a lot of good things with, hank and lawn care so i'm just Mm -hmm. surprised they haven't done it before uh you already mentioned the sneaky beer swipe i love that the entire bat tunnel scene and including specifically the way they directed it where they just stop moving the camera and they just show a still frame and you hear them in the tunnel and then all of a sudden they come back out that is perfect for me
1: super smart way to do that scene that was Yeah. yeah great scene
0: and did you notice that we got a different top on Peggy? Like the whole episode, it wasn't her traditional like tealy blue thing. It was purple. E- sure. Yeah, it's like the whole episode. For some reason, she's wearing a purple top and not her regular blue one. I just I thought I I like pointing it out as a pro because I like costume changes.
1: You might also be asking the worst person that question, there, buddy. I'm sorry. I feel like I let you down.
0: That's <laughs> <No>, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize um, she changed tops. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Uh, give me some cons, man. Oh,
1: God. Sorry. It, it's weird trying to, like, open my phone up again. Here we go. Johnny, holy shit. If, like, the force is not flowing through you, here we go. Iceberg lettuce, just as a con. Doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I just. because it's, it's awful, guys. Please buy any other leafy green to put on your, your burgers. And, yes, I'm including Swiss chard in that.
1: Oh yeah, no, Swiss chard is amazing. The worse it tastes, the better it is for you as a rule. Like, kale is goddamn offensive to eat. It's woody and it's bitter and it gets into everything and I don't like kale. But, but it's holy so shit, good for you. holy shit, the force flows through kale, man. I'm going to stop talking about Star Wars. Oh my god, I love Star Wars so fucking much. <laughs> I'm going to go
0: watch all of the fucking um, Ritz Tridge some... and... Oh god, here we go. Um, what? <laughs> as I say, give me some baby spinach all day of the week, man. Okay. Okay. That's good. gonna grow. Goo my that's gonna grow. My jedis. Okay.
1: I think you're just saying things.
0: I am. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I'm playing part of it's <laughs> just to get a rise out of you. I don't hate. Okay. I. I don't hate. Anything. I don't hate anything that's going on in the current canon. I think that the last trilogy was really rushed. I feel like the swapping of directors randomly to to cater and placate and kowtow to a bunch of assholes on the internet who were going to hate the fucking product that was finished before it even came out was a bad way to do it. I've already talked too much about that on this podcast. Well, no, I haven't. You and I have only talked about that. About how, like, I don't believe that we can ever like anything anymore. That's just the, like, culture of our people that's who we are is we are just dissatisfied with everything all the time always I don't like Andor. I think Andor is boring as shit. I'm the only one in America that doesn't like Andor. I'm the only one that didn't really care for Rogue One. But you know what? I still love Star Wars, and maybe just because, like, they can't all be fucking Empire Strikes Back, we ought to, like, stand back and look at a thing and look at how much enjoyment and happiness it's brought us through the years. And quite frankly, if George Lucas and Dave Fellini want to fuck it up, it's not fucking it up. Hey, aren't you fucking glad to see Ahsoka again? Because I am. I love that she's a through line. Like... I'm done. I I fucking love Star Wars. I love everything they're doing and there's nothing wrong with it. Like it, brother, When King of the it. Hill is done, you want to watch all the Star Wars with me, Johnny? Sure. Fantastic. Anyway, con The way that organic is portrayed. You kind of hit it with the composting thing. I want to say at this time, like, organic was, like, a bad word almost in America. Because if you were it, it meant doing money. organic, you were one of them intellectual, like, Democrat assholes. And this is 2003. This is when, like, fucking George Bush is, like, a juggernaut of GOP. He's a GOP juggernaut. Like... I just don't like the way that organic is portrayed. I don't care for organic shit anyway. Like, by and large, it's not regulated. Hey, guys, I'm a produce wizard. I used to know this shit. I used to deal with organic and conventional. I used to have to know all the laws. My shit ha- used to have to pass inspections. Like, FDA shit is important and all that, but, man, they don't regulate it like it should be. And yeah, the only, only, only one against that is organic grapes. Organic grapes are the best food you will ever eat. <laughs> Con, Dale massaging that bat's colon.
0: and final con everything about this b plot man is perfect
1: oh the b plot is blue flame of valor to this b plot i love this b plot it is it's great this is this is the b plot that we need like very very slightly tying into the main plot line with just we can get this shit ourselves and then it's all good it's it's so yeah. good perfect Daleness of you can get anything in Durndal, like it's wonderful finally the fat kid is Gene Belcher but it's actually Gene Merman but not his voice they, they stole the picture of the man but they didn't take the man's voice that kid freaks yeah. me out in most frames he's like a 40 year old man it, it's real hard to look at <laughs> Those are my cons. I don't have a lot to bitch about.
0: No, that's okay. Um, minor, minor, very minor here. Uh, this is—it's a con for me that this is a Peggy gets a job episode. Because um, I <laughs> Peggy just, tries uh, to
1: get a job episode,
0: <laughs> right? I, I don't know. I just. To me, that seems like you you guys are trying to fit your formula again, and you're not trying anything new, and we've already seen this a hundred other times, and it stops being fun after you go to space. Like, take take the note from The Simpsons. Homer, it stopped being fun for Homer when he went to space. Um, th- it's a football-centric episode, and yes, this is a show about Texas, and yes, football is huge in Texas. I don't really give a shit. You've already given me like 20 football-centric episodes. I don't need any more. You already gave me the absolute best one in beer can named Desire. Like mm-hmm. That's it. That's all we needed. Um, my last one, if I may jump up onto a like four inch soapbox, so I'm at least as tall as my wife. Please, um, please. Pesticides are fucking up everything. They are so bad for your food. They're so bad for the environment. They're bad for fucking everything. Guys, learn to cook and grow and do shit and like use only what you're going to need Don't fucking grow a million goddamn crops if you're just gonna either let them die or you're gonna pesticide the ever-loving shit out of them so they last longer because you're just fucking everything up by using all this stuff. I am not against genetically modifying things. It's why we have corn that lasts longer than it should and it's just done specifically because you chose to selectively breed things. Like, that in and of itself isn't a terrible fucking thing. But when you're pumping it through steroids and hormones and every pesticide known to man like all of a sudden you're going to understand why every single person in our generation's got fucking cancer
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i hate pesticides i understand that they need to happen i understand that we have a very hungry world and i understand that people have a, a, a monetary reason for not wanting to to do things the hard way but at the same time we're all going to end up getting bitten in the ass because it's ruining our water. It's ruining our plants. It's ruining our fucking earth. Pesticides suck ass. Okay. I'm stepping down off my four inch soapbox. Mark, favorite moments. Do, do you hear it? <laughs> yes. As somebody Go who for. works in fucking produce, I know you would agree with me.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Um, also just sidebar guys, please wash your goddamn produce. Just wash your goddamn produce. I don't care. <laughs> just how Just wash you- it. Um, your fucking little Nature Sweet tomatoes in the little clamshell packs. Wash those motherfuckers. I know it says it's washed and ready to go. It's not. They're not. Do you know how much shit? Oh my god! Like, this is how E. Coli happens. You, you hear about it like once a month. Yeah, I. Not even E. Coli. Just like a. I, the amount of shit that I used to do, or the shit that I used to see done, and just like, hey. These blueberries fell on the floor. They all right? Yeah, fuck it. Put them back in the thing. Wash your goddamn blueberries. Like, at the same time, <laughs> you know, what is what is that uh, caveat imperatorum or some shit, buyer beware type deal? Wash your fucking shit, especially clamshells yeah. that bust open. Or like, man, we used to have to, like, pick out rotten-ass strawberries out of the uh, uh, crates. Like, there was one time yeah. we just got 40 cases of bad strawberries, so we condensed them into 10, and... I don't know if those are the sweetest strawberries that we ever ate, but we sure had fun throwing them at each other. I don't know. Wash your goddamn produce. <laughs>
0: um, favorite moments, Mark? Favorite moments. Give me yours. I've been talking a lot. I got mono aguano, and that's it. Just because it's a funny dailism. <laughs> Hand in shit. <laughs> I
1: love it. Um, uh, they're good. The slugs are going to drown in beer, just like Judy Garland.
0: It's fucked up, but yes
1: Super fucked up, but I laughed too hard And um, the poo tunnel scene That whole scene, you already called it But that's my like moment of this episode It's so good
0: It's outstanding Gentlemen, let the floodgates open Uh, Mark, I say we get this guy raided So we can get on out of here then Let's do it, buddy What are you giving her? Uh, I gave it a butane So to me, it's, it's a run of the mill. Peggy gets a job episode. It's got some good feel good moments for Hank and Bobby. I feel like we jumped over those. Um, but like, it's definitely got some moments where he is proud of his kid for like taking this seriously, treating it as a real team and everything else. And that kind of gets him into it. And it's nice to see the two of them bond. Um, once again, usually when Hank and, or Hank and Bobby are bonding, it means that Peggy is going to be the killjoy and she definitely is the killjoy in this episode.
1: Second time this season. Holy shit. Well done. I didn't even catch that bit. Well done, sir.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a butane for me. It's middle of the road. I'm, I'm not going to seek this episode out, but it definitely has its funny moments. And I don't think I would have enjoyed, uh, the, the little goth girl nearly as much if I hadn't fucking binged the, the Tim Burton Wednesday show about the Adams family, like three days ago. (laughs) Uh, what do you give it, Mark?
1: Um, once again, it's a butane. So we got a double
0: two-tane. Double (laughs) two-tane. A quad-tane. Quad-tane. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Butane. It's fine. It's like organic vegetables. I'll eat them, but I'm not going to go look for them. This one comes on. I'll watch it. I'm not going to turn it on, though. It's like you said. I do like Hank and Bobby. Um, I like Hank's admiration of Bobby a little bit like I like Peggy's admiration of Bobby there's a bit where he comes home and takes off his clothes and throws him the washing machine and Peggy sees him like covered in dirt and dust and I really really like that bit but yeah
0: I feel like I'm missing something in here okay um, damn it maybe it just didn't save okay uh, so no there was a quote in here that I really enjoyed and maybe well maybe it was like later on What's the quote? No, it had to have been this. It was um, something about, oh, God damn it! I completely fucking missed it here. It's a pro. Real quick before we leave, guys. Uh, the fact that this episode got Hank to shop at a place called Passages is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I wanted to make, make a note of that. God, why did I? I just completely missed that over here. I right. fucked up my, my little pros list. Um uh, <laughs> Oh no,
1: I'm not the one who's disorganized and shouting any comment I want at any section of the episode for a change. What a tragedy.
0: Star Wars.
1: <laughs> Listen, goddammit. The reappearance of Darth Maul marks him as the most tragic fucking character
0: in all of Star Wars canon. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> He's horny. Mark, let's uh let's get out of here. What do he you think? He was born to be a slave.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dathomirian males are born to be slaves to serve the M- Night Mother Witch cult. Like it's terrible. Anyway, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Before um, hey, we Martin, do that, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's that, buddy?
0: You still like King of the Hill? Ah, uh, yeah, I still really like King of the Hill. How about you, buddy? You still liking King of the Hill? Hey, I still love King of the Hill, even with a quad tane here. The the middle of the road, the let's say Bill Doctree of episodes.
1: You love to hate him and you hate to love him?
0: Yes, exactly. Well, fuck, i um, There you go, man. Well, I say we get on out of here. Let's do it, buddy. You want to tell them good people where they can find us? Absolutely. The good people over here on the internet can find us at Dangle Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. They can also reach out to me on Instagram at Krautball. That is kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball uh we are also on gmail guys if you want to send us an email we'd love to read them uh we've only gotten a couple of them so far but we'd love to hear from you guys it's dangolpodcast at gmail dot com and mark where can these guys find you
1: uh you can find me at marky stardust on twitter or you can find me on our sister podcast the two wizards podcast Uh, weekly podcast where me and my buddy Josh talk about a variety of weird topics. Uh, We just had Johnny on for an epic three-part crossover. Once again, I like like our three-part crossovers. We're talking Gladiators. Johnny, you brought a lot of awesomeness to that discussion, and I thank you for your time there. And, uh, yeah, we (laughs) should... Yeah, it was a good time. And go check us out over there. And, yeah, tell me if you like Star Wars. Come talk to me about Star Wars, because clearly I got a lot to say about it. Uh, Thank you for listening, guys. We love you all, everyone. And we will see you next week. May the Force be with you.